0: Welcome to MindShift, where we explore how mindsets can help you live a life of passion and purpose. On this show, we'll explore how our thoughts, attitudes, and beliefs shape our outlook on life and influence our decisions. We'll talk to experts from various fields and hear from individuals who have transformed their lives by adopting new mindsets. Whether you're feeling stuck, searching for life's purpose, or simply curious about the power of the mind and how it's changing the future, This podcast is for you. So sit back, relax, and let's dive in. Hello and welcome to MindShift. If you haven't done so already, please hit that subscribe button to follow along for some tips and tools on how to become your best self. Today I have a very special guest that I'm super excited to have on the show. She's a psychologist that specializes in mindfulness. And if you wanna find her, I'm gonna have her share her website simply because I uh, I don't wanna mess it up here. Where where can people find you, Dr. Iris?
1: Um, hi, Cody. So I'm Dr. Iris and you can find me if you will Google, Google Authentic Wisdom Warriors, you can, it will pop up. Or just Iris and my last name Pachla P-A-C-H-L-E-R, a little more tricky. So maybe just going with authentic wisdom warriors.
0: Perfect. And I will uh, include that in the show notes for anybody that wants to find her and and find out some more and maybe work with her. So she specializes in mindfulness and I wanted to bring on the show today because she specializes in working with your nervous system and calming your nervous system, which I think a lot of us from time to time can just. Really get hung up on this idea of meditation and the reason why I know for me when I very first started, it was almost impossible to calm my mind down and I like to walk people through the reason why this is and I like to tell them that whenever we have an active mind and we're first starting to meditate that's normal that is absolutely what meditation is all about because we're very first learning how to meditate we're first becoming aware of this constant chatter that happens in the mind and that's where it starts is becoming aware but oftentimes i would find myself and and my friends too not being able to sit still through the whole meditation and and you know maybe it's a 20 minute meditation and only being able to sit still for maybe five minutes become before becoming so overwhelmed that it's just a practice that they didn't really want to continue doing as a result so what are what are some of your tools what are some of your suggestions for people that find themselves in this situation when they're trying to become aware of what's going on inside
1: um, yes, yeah, so you and I already talked a little bit before the show, and I want to return to that, is that for us to really know ourselves, take care of ourselves in the way we deserve, we have to be in tune and curious about ourselves. So sometimes we look around, right, to meditation gurus or even am- amazing um other people that just show us right how well it's done and it can look so great but that might not work for us initially or maybe not in general so being in tune with ourselves what works for me what's going on with me if i feel restless and agitated um anxious all of those kinds of things i get to tune in right i get to tune in and pay attention okay okay Um, Let me listen to that. That's a message, right? That's, that's, that's supposed to give me information. Um, And if sitting still and meditating in that moment is too hard, because I just get caught up in that, that nervous system dysregulation, um, going for a walk, or stretching, or doing yoga, or doing simple bilateral, um, like, movements, anything like that so that I can tolerate this feeling because I have to be able to tolerate it for it to become useful.
0: I love that. Right. Able to tolerate it and and acknowledge it really to be like, I feel you. What are you trying to tell me?
1: because if I can't tolerate it, it won't be useful to me. I can't listen. If I can't tolerate it, I'm going to just want it to go away. And I'm going to say, oh, like, forget this, I'm gonna turn on the TV. Or, or right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do these things that I'm used to doing to get rid of this feeling, um, overeating, overexercising, um, distractions that don't really serve me, substances, um, all of those right whatever I've kind of the survival mechanisms that, that I've pulled on to make this feeling go away that's what I'll do if I can't tolerate it so I might have to get up and use moving meditation if I have a lot of trauma history or I'm just a right like some of our systems are just wired to, to just be high, high energy um, we don't have to sit still if that's intolerable we can use
0: what works for us. Absolutely. And I love the movie meditations. I've been doing those, you know, off and on for the last few years now and learning some different ones, including Tai Chi, which I found very, very useful. And it's it's absolutely a game changer with people that, you know, when we think of meditation, we think of, you know, a guy sitting in a cave, <laughs> cross-legged for hours on right. end until he reaches enlightenment, which can be useful if, if that's the way that you... Um, can calm your nervous system but for a lot of people it's not it's not really a great tool simply because we've never even looked at our our emotions and what they're trying to tell us before let alone try to sit with them so as you started going along your practice what were some of the the tools that you started um utilizing to recognize what was what your nervous system was telling you what were the messages that you were becoming aware of and how did you deal with them
1: um you know just going through life being driven by these old messages being driven by these messages of be seen not heard don't don't say anything stupid um Right. Just, you're not good enough. You, you better work harder. And then always chasing something and eventually realizing that even though sure it's a survival mechanism and it served me well to a certain extent, right? Because if I'm chasing something and if I feel like I have to earn my love and I have to perform a certain way, granted that, that led to a certain amount of success. Um, but then it also leads to burnout and, and, and again, always chasing the next thing, always needing to do more and eventually realizing that, wait a minute, I don't think this is authentic. I think this is driven by something different. Um, And then really, again, needing to listen to that, listening. Why am I so burnt out? What am I perpetuating here? What am I, am I living into my real values and passion or someone's words and actions that were given to me when I was much younger um right and again needing to listen needing to listen what am I what am I living in into here what am I doing does this serve my values does it serve my boundaries does it serve my passion um is this right is this really who I am um and for that again we have to we have to be a little uncomfortable because it would have for me. It meant I had to actually stop moving, like not not like literally moving, but I had to stop. Right, being so so busy, um, and and always performing. And at first, it gets uncomfortable, and then again, usually my way of getting rid of this discomfort is just to perform some more. So yeah. I had to write and and for me it really meant a lot of moving meditation, um, caring for myself in a way where. I could still tend to my nervous system in a way that worked for me, um, but also slow it down in a way.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I really, I really like how you put that simply because when I very first started becoming aware of what was going on with me, I would want to do so much. I would start on so many projects and then I'd become overwhelmed and I didn't realize what was going on for the longest time. And when I, be- when I become overwhelmed, it's almost Decapacitating. Like I just don't want to do anything when I'm overwhelmed and, you know, not even take action. And as a result, I would just kind of shut everything down. I wouldn't become curious about my emotions and and saying, what is, what is this? Why is it going on? And really becoming curious about what, what is your nervous system telling you? What is the underlying message here? And I know before we were talking, we were talking about sitting with it and, and becoming aware of whatever underlying things are popping up because our, our body knows what's going on. We hold on to the information. And if we sit long enough, then we can become aware of, oh, this is this is a trauma response of what I would do when I was young when I'd get overwhelmed is I would shut down and change activities. And, and I think it's become a really big disservice to us and I know we mentioned this before as well, of leave it at the door, right? When we first entered the workforce, the majority of us were told by our employers, just whatever's going on at home, it doesn't matter here. Leave it at the door. But that doesn't work. We're still humans. And if we're not dealing with it, and then they're telling us to don't pay attention to it, then we're kind of almost expected to bury it and ignore it and hope that it just doesn't resurface which we know that's that's not really the case right
1: right exactly and you know earlier you mentioned enlightenment right we can watch watch meditative masters um, reach enlightenment Um, but to be fully honest enlightenment is not what what i'm pursuing i'm right like i'm i'm just trying to get to a place and continuing to work with myself and with my clients to have this full human experience, to to feel my emotions and to work with them, um, to feel my grief and honor it, um, right? To continue healing myself and parenting myself and caring for myself and my loved ones, the people I choose into my life and just people I come across. Um, whether I'm frustrated or impatient or agitated, right, or or any of that. It's like, how, again, how do I feel that, tolerate it, work with it, have that full human experience, which isn't always pretty at all. Um, I think when we hear enlightenment, we think about like being above it, right, like kind of being detached from it um and i'm not saying that's what enlightenment is but i think that's what a lot of us kind of think of right i'm above it now i'm no longer affected by it um but i don't know i I want to be affected i i I want i want to feel it all right like i i i want to be able to in a weird way savor sadness or or again um grief i i lost a son a few years ago so for me that grief is part of me right like that, yeah. that 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 loss um, and everything and I want to be able to tolerate guilt and look at my mistakes and and be able to to own that and and then adjust right all of those kinds of things so for me it's a human experience
0: absolutely and I really do enjoy the way that you uh, demythed um enlightenment simply because I really don't think that enlightenment is really a state of being okay all the time I think a state of enlightenment uh, at least within the the context that we're describing it is more so becoming aware and and becoming curious about what's going on inside so that way we can change because I mean we're going to change either way and so we might as well be the director of that change I know so another um, gentleman I follow talk about grief and sadness and things that we can kind of get hung up on within ourselves, instead of, you know, looking at them and thinking there's something wrong, thinking of this as a sick child, as as someone that you love and that you want to take care of, that you want to show, you know, support and that, you know, you're protected and loved. And I think it's such a different perspective from how we were taught growing up of how to deal with this of, you know, just being able to become curious and be like, you know, I, i I love you. It's okay that you feel this way. What are you trying to tell me?
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Tending to honoring, right. Those are often the words I use and, and even my, my own practice and my um, private practice as a psychologist, I switched over a lot. Like I still do the individual therapy where I meet once a week with people, but what I prefer is i have an app on authentic wisdom warriors where where people listen to something almost every day like a little video and do some journaling and then and then meet once a week um just because it's that parenting right when you talk about the little one and caring for them when we parent someone it's pretty consistent right i don't really get to take a break I, I mean, I, right, like I get to do self-care and I, I get to leave them in the care of someone else that, that that cares for them, all of those things. But I have to stay in tune pretty consistently. And we expect ourselves to maybe go to therapy once a week or to do self-care practice every once in a while and then to be okay. Um, and in my opinion, it just takes this fierce commitment to self where we're pretty consistently checking in right and listening and setting intentions um like throughout the day throughout every day what's going on with me right am i still tending to myself am i on the right track or do i need to adjust a little bit that's what we do with children when we're good parents right We'll, for example Put them in gymnastics and then go. Wait a minute, is that right? Is something's off? That's not. Let me try something else with them. Or, and that's just a silly example. But we don't just put them in this one thing and then say, "Go do this for 15 years," <laughs> right? Like, right. Um, and we do it constantly, right? As when we're parenting, we're constantly checking in. Are we Are we on the right track? If something Is something off? What are they telling us? And so I feel like. We owe that to ourselves—a consistent, fierce commitment, right? To tuning in, to being curious about ourselves, um, and that's that's how we change.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and it really is paramount that we. We constantly take care of ourselves first. I mean, you know, when we're on an airplane and and the first thing they teach us is if we crash, what's the first thing we do? Well, we put our own mask on first. So that way we have the capacity to help others. And it's just such a powerful example, in my opinion, of take care of yourself first. You really can't truly show up for people how they need if you haven't ever learned how to even show up for yourself. So one thing I am curious about is it's my belief. And one thing that's really changed the way I show up every single day is the way I start my morning. I have a routine that I start every day and it's been so powerful in just setting up my day for success and setting my reticular activating system to say, okay, what are we going to do? And I find for myself if I have just a few habits that I just accomplish first thing in the morning for me it's you know taking a cold shower drinking water taking a walk meditating and when I do these things I not only create motivation because I'm already you know knocking the things off my list that I absolutely love getting done because I just feel so incredible afterwards So I'm just curious, what is your morning routine or what is a morning routine that you found uh, truly helps people be able to kind of start their day on this forward momentum?
1: Sure. Um, We do know that um, even stepping outside and it's something that I do and in part because I have my dogs and they eat outside and so it helps me out. Um, But just stepping outside and letting your eyes go out to the horizon. Um it it's really powerful for us um, to actually use our eyes, um, to to feel regulated, to, to let them just venture out and and see the big picture, so to speak. When we're always inside and 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 everything's kind of closed down, um, sometimes we lose a bit perspective and and also, again, nervous system regulation and regulates our body. Um, it changes our brain waves. So much happens. So stepping outside, letting, letting my eyes go to the horizon, just even a few seconds is powerful. Um, for me, it may sound silly, but having my certain coffee with my certain creamer because it's a self-parenting thing right it's a thing that i allow myself to have that tells me i got you right i i thought of you i'm i'm giving you the this treat um and like you said setting intentions right setting the intentions of maybe even pulling from the night before um of what it is that we want to do for ourselves because again self-parenting if you think about a good parent we yes we nurture we nurture our little one but we also push them right we also push them to do the things that maybe scare them a little bit or overwhelm them a little bit um and we help them through but there's a lot of good that that we get to have if we take healthy risks right and 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 if we do things that um lead to proud pride and accomplishment and so it, it's it's that dance right so there's my coffee and my nurturing and then there's a okay what is it right that i want to get accomplished and take part in and give to the world today um so it's it's both of those things
0: that's that's amazing i really enjoy that you included that little self care of just like this is this is what makes me feel like I love myself. I, you know, this is what I'm giving to myself first thing in the morning because I enjoy it. And I do something similar. I have a coffee with my, you know, MCT oil and my routine that I do that I absolutely feel a difference and I love it. You know, I really, really enjoy uh, that part of my morning. And it really is amazing being able to just do something small for yourself that you enjoy. So before we leave today, I am curious about. So one of my uh, superheroes and and guy I follow, his name is Peter Diamandis, and he talks a massively transformative purpose your your purpose for getting up in the morning, for showing up the way you do, and the change, the the mark that you want to put in the in the world in the universe. So I, I absolutely love learning what is the the big picture? what is your massive transformative purpose that that you're working towards that you you really want to have an impact on the world?
1: Um, My my passion in a way is that I want to contribute to the world. I want to give to the world. Um, And just doing that consistently, for me, it doesn't have to be on a mass scale necessarily. To me, energetically, it's the same whether you do it consistently and you show up to the world and you give to the world in whatever way, right? Like for me, it's it's being a psychologist and for me, it's loving the people that I invite into my life and loving them well. Um, those kinds of things. Um, whether someone, for example, is a stay-at-home mom and gives to their family that way or a stay-at-home dad and gives to their family that way or whether someone is this high political figure in the world that's just right like uh, living their passion on that level to me one's not more or less and that's how i see it for myself right so i might not be this famous big or i don't have this power or any of that um but just showing up showing up and contributing right like giving in a way and not to the sacrifice of myself i'm included in that right so as i give to the world i also give to myself um in that way right like i'm not less than um but i'm also not more than in a way um so just they're, just they're in support
0: of each other the more you show up and love people the more it also gives you energy and gives you passion and gives you purpose because you see the changes in others lives as well
1: yeah, and if I find myself again kind of sliding a little bit into sacrificing myself, burning out, maybe, right, like, then it's time to listen again. It's time to listen and say, wait, did I live, am I starting to live into those old messages again a little bit, right? And just make make a bit of an adjustment um, and get back to that, you know, I don't know if I want to call it balance because I think that's a little overrated too. We try to then chase this balance, but just what works for me now, right? Like where where do I need to be now, in terms of where my energy goes? Um, did i did I slip a little bit into old patterns? Um, right? or am i am I where I need to be today?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love how you always have that love and compassion and curiosity, both for others and yourself as a result of of your practice and the way you show up. And it's so incredibly important to really have that, especially compassion for ourselves when we feel like we're not doing enough and we start beating ourselves up and it's never productive. And, you know, I, I absolutely love talking to people about if your kid was in bed, feeling sad underneath the blanket, would you tell them the things that you tell yourself in your head? Would you say, come on, suck it up? You don't feel that bad. You know, no, not at all. We would, I mean, hopefully not anyway, you know, right. and, uh, and as a result, I feel like we, we forget this part of ourselves that there still is this inner child that just needs to be loved and, and have some compassion. And then we can understand more about what's going on with ourselves. So, yeah. Where, where can people find you? So we're going to share your website uh, in the notes. Is there any social media? I know that you have a masterclass that also teaches on a lot of this as well. Uh, is that all just at your website? Or are there like any social media links that people can find you as well?
1: Um, yes, it's all under Authentic Wisdom Warriors. So whether that's TikTok, whether that's uh, Facebook or Instagram, but also, again, my my website. Um, and if you look authentic wisdom warriors, you can kind of see a little more of what I'm about. Like I said, I do do some individual therapy still, but very much leaning into more of the, the therapeutic coaching because it's that commitment. It's that more that daily practice rather than just seeing me once a week, um, right, with the app, listening to it. Listening to and learning and integrating, right, of how to self-parent, how to self-soothe, how to work through shame, because we all experience shame. It's okay, but like that reparenting, right, how do I just tend to that guilt, all of that good stuff, right, that can lead to these spirals where we can beat ourselves up and get lost instead of being that quote-unquote good enough parent where we'll never be perfect at it we're humans um right but like you were just saying a minute ago tending to ourselves and then as a result to others in a way that really serves us i i do believe we're here in this human experience to connect right to connect to ourselves to connect to others um and if we're driven by survival mechanisms um if we're driven by old patterns we're not really connecting right we're just surviving so again just 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 say it again fierce commitment fierce commitment to self turns into commitment to the world um yeah and that's that's how you find me and if right if anyone wants to take on that journey it's my honor
0: that's perfect. I absolutely love that. And I really, really enjoy the love, compassion, and and curiosity of throughout all of it. I want to just extend a special thank you for coming on the show, making time for this today. I really, really enjoyed this interview and hopefully I'll, I'll get to talk to you in the future.
1: Sounds good. Thanks for having me.
0: Have a great day, Dr. Iris. Thank
1: you. Bye.